Hello and welcome to another episode of Gulf War, the battle after the war. Today's topic is another rated R topic, so please take this opportunity to turn off this podcast so you don't have to answer any uncomfortable questions from your children. From this point forward, we will be discussing an interesting topic that a large population isn't even aware of because it's a topic not widely discussed. Well, hopefully after today, we do start talking about burning semen syndrome because it's occurring in Gulf War vets and has been since our return from the first Gulf War. Personally, I thought being allergic to peanuts would be a nightmare. Thankfully, I don't have that allergy either. But being allergic to sperm, while it's rare, can be extremely painful, or more especially allergic to a certain protein in sperm. It's called human seminal plasma protein hypersensitivity, SPH for short. And although it's very rare, it causes a lot of problems. Any area that's exposed to sperm, if you think about it, genitals, the throat, the mouth, anus, can break out in redness, swelling, pain, itching, and a burning sensation, which sometimes stays where the semen is touched, but sometimes it spreads through the whole body. Now, for many, it subsides after about 20 to 30 minutes, but some women can have trouble breathing or even anaphylaxis. That sounds kind of scary to me. Uh, one male vet explains that the experience on, I believe that's pronounced Zojan, it's X-O-J-A-N-E, and he says, I'm in pain like I'm burnt. Every time we had sex, there was immediate pain and a burning sensation. The area would become red and swelled up. Then over the next week, the skin cells would shed and fall off. I would be left in agony and the pain lingered for days. Now I did go and search for a study and I found a study done by University of Ohio School of Medicine and their objective was to identify an index population of Gulf War couples with burning semen syndrome and to determine whether burning semen syndrome was secondary to seminal plasma hypersensitivity. So their methods <clears throat> that they used were uh, questionnaire surveys, screening laboratory testing for underlying medical disorders, including sexual transmitted diseases and immunoglobulin G and E, immunoassays specific for seminal plasma protein were performed. If subjects met the criteria for seminal plasma hypersensitivity, the Gulf War male veterans seminal plasma protein were used to desensitize his female sexual partner. Now, the results of this, it says 89 percent, so 188 of 211 people had either personally experienced burning after contact with their own semen or had a sexual partner who had burning after contact with their semen. Asymptomatic female partners, three of five, of Gulf War veterans who exhibited specific immunoglobin E skin and antibody responses to seminal plasma proteins responded successfully to rapid desensitization. Now, treatment results were confirmed by a provocative office challenge consisting of 
installation of whole seminal fluid into the female's vaginal vault and, if negative, subsequently by natural coitus. Now, their conclusion from this, the results of this study indicate that seminal plasma hypersensitivity may present as burning semen syndrome in a subpopulation of Gulf War couples. Proper screening of Gulf War couples with clinical features of burning semen syndrome should include assessment for seminal plasma hypersensitivity reactions, as seminal plasma protein desensitization may induce remission of burning semen syndrome. Now that's the end of that study and I'm happy, very happy to say that this is not one of the symptoms that I came back with, thank God. Unfortunately though, this is a symptom of Gulf War illness and there are veterans right now suffering with this, both male and female, and it's a real problem. I can think the worst it would be is that, you know, the divorce rate is already so high and then you add something that does nothing but destroy intimacy for a couple. It's insane. Now if you do have it, the most basic solution is to use condoms, obviously. That should solve this problem because you are not coming into contact with sperm. The only issue with this is obviously if you're trying to get pregnant, you can't either I'm sorry, you can either try getting pregnant through in vitro, or if you want to, you can do it the old-fashioned way, but it's best to go through the treatments that are available for the SPH itself. The good news is part of the cure, desensitization therapy obviously, is that it requires you to have sex at least two to three times a, a week. Sorry, I almost said day. <laughs> Sounds great. So the other part of the treatment involves either having gradually increasing amounts of sperm inserted into your, vag into your vagina every 20 minutes or more shots of the sperm under the skin. Luckily, therapies have proven very successful, so not too many people have had to deal with the ongoing symptoms of SPH. At least that this doctor has seen in his research. So it's something to think about. It's, it's not a widely spread problem amongst veterans, but it is a problem amongst veterans as far as Gulf War illness is concerned. And it is a syndrome um, or symptom of Gulf War illness. So with that, brings me to the end of another podcast. And I want to thank you very much for sharing and listening and have a great day. And please don't forget to hug a vet. <laughs>